You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast. Broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning. <laughs> Wait for his cue. You know what? Where's Michael, the cue? I texted him. I texted him right before the cue. So I need more uh, um, preparation. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. I need something. I don't know what it is. Good morning. It is December the seventeenth on our recording today date, and this is show number. Or let me rephrase that. Episode number sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we've actually recorded sixty-seven. This is our sixty-seventh week. On the so air. it is show, it is show sixty seven yeah well episode sixty sixty ish it's a lot yeah of course the next two weeks we're going to be gone next two weeks we're going to be uh, Christmas is uh, a week from tomorrow and then New Year's is a week from that and I'm going to be out of town so we won't record until January the seventh will be our next show so uh, for going, those that you're going west I'm going west sort of yeah sort of <laughs> Midwest. There's some loud people here yep. today. They are excited to be at Classic Auto We're working Auto on Mall. soundproofing the studio, but as of yet, we are in a tin can. Yeah, so I put some, you know, some stuff down in the walls, but it didn't seem to really work. Right. So, well, that's for us. Oh, for, yeah. So our voice stays contained. But I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So we've been lucky with the weather this year. We haven't had a whole lot of bad weather, so the consignments keep rolling in. We can tell. We can go back historically and look at what days it snowed mm-hmm. because you'll see that we got zero consignments mm-hmm. in. Nobody wants to bring their car on the snow day. Although you still sell a car when it's snowing because the guy who's buying it is probably in Arizona and he doesn't care That's if right. it's snowing here or not. Twelve months out of the year. You Twelve sell months cars. out of the year, we're selling cars. Actually, January and February are some of our better sales months. So. And uh, shout out to our spokesperson, Alyssa Bainbridge. She uh, she is Miss Pennsylvania. Yes, uh, that's done and official. Which is a huge, uh, a huge, huge thing. Yeah, I mean, and she knew she was one of the uh, those people that said, "I'm going to win this," and then she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, from the time she was a child, yeah, she knew that she was going to be Miss Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, and she was in the Miss America pageant, which is was just a couple of days ago, and uh, unfortunately, she did not win, but. We are so proud of what she's done and, and applaud her for her, you know, tenacity and effort and everything and, uh, wish her great luck in the future. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll try to have her on the air and have her kind of go through that process. Yeah. Cause I imagine it was, it was pretty nerve wracking. That's gotta be. I mean, she, she took off from Classic Automall for a month to get ready for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and everything else too. I yeah. Mean, it really does consume you. And this is, was our dream. And, um, she, she continues to be Miss Pennsylvania for the next year too. So it's not like she, you know, has nothing to do. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that's got a few little uh, things that are required of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you look at perseverance and hard work and no matter what it is, whether it's a success of a business or the success of you as an individual, uh, achieving whatever goals you do, whether it be in sports or, you know, that kind of thing, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's just, it's great to see that people strive for things mm-hmm. and that people haven't given up and said, Oh, you know, times are too tough or I can't do 
do that or because it's not easy. It's not easy to be a great basketball player. It's not easy to be a, a great uh, race car driver. It's not easy. It's it's hard and it's a lot of work and takes focus. Yeah, unless you're John Daly, who just seems to not have to ever <laughs> do anything and just comes out and right. knocks the ball 390 yards and, and has a drink and then has a cocktail. <laughs> so well, there uh, is, and this goes back to how, sort of how I found. Uh, Alyssa, because there was an article in the local little newspaper here, the Reading, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right. about Mrs. Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, that, that led me down a path to find Miss, you know, Miss Pennsylvania. But there's a Mrs. Pennsylvania competition right. as well. So there's, and who knows beyond that, there might yeah. be some other. <laughs> I don't know if you can, if there's another name for it, but like the Miss Grandmother of Pennsylvania yeah, right. or, you know, know, I don't know either. So, uh, if anybody knows, please let us know so, you know, we can get Podcast it Podcast at classicautomalt.com. That's right. Or go to our website just to check out what we've got, all our new inventory, which we have a ton of inventory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just keep growing and growing and growing and growing <laughs> and uh, we're at 883 vehicles as of this moment uh, here on consignment so we might have something you're looking for if you happen to be looking for a particular car a little uh, of everything yeah a little amazing. bit of a little bit of everything and uh you know it's it's funny because our one year and our one year our five-year anniversary is january 1st which is only like 15 days away mm-hmm. or something and I think back to when we started and we had a handful of cars in the building and, you know, a few of this and a few of that. And we just really didn't know where this was going to go and how far it was going to go. And, of course, we ended up being invited, as we've talked about many, many times, to the Philly Auto Show. And it kind of changed everything from there. And, uh, of course, the Philly Auto Show is coming up again in late January. And the Black Tie Gala is back Enforced. So after two years of not wearing my tuxedo, I'm certain that it will not fit because nothing seems to fit anymore. <laughs> this pandemic has done one thing. Well, it's I've gained some weight. That's, we all have. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because <clears throat> I guess, I don't know. It, we used to go out a lot, a lot more than we do. And then the pandemic hit and then we, you know, stopped going out and, eat, and we just started eating at home and sitting at home and weren't as active as we were. And so, you know, it's um, – it. It kind of changed our lifestyle a little bit, and I think a lot of people's lifestyle changed. But uh, but now we seem to be back on track, and things are sort of back to normal. I don't know. Getting there, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I go places, and I feel like it's you know nobody's working, nobody's there. <laughs> That's you know, they're, true. They're having a hard time with employees. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and and you know we we understand that. I mean, it's it's difficult times, and and you know employees are hard to find, and it's hard to find people that understand what it is that you do and it's fantastic to train somebody and that's great but you'd like somebody to have a little bit of knowledge of of what you do whether it be classic cars or Mm -hmm. working in a restaurant or or any of those uh, is classic auto mall a hiring well it might be as a matter of fact good nice segue steve uh saw it on the list i I read my script (laughs) we're actually uh looking for uh, a new car specialist we'd like to to hire another car specialist Uh, we're so busy and we know that, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, this business is cyclical, uh, in many ways and therefore it's hard to plan for sometimes because, you know, you might be busy this week and then next week it might not mm-hmm. be nearly as busy and you think, oh, did we really need to do this or do that or hire another person or do that? But the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. If we're going to continue to grow this thing and if we're going to get to our, our, uh, magical number of 1400 cars is what our goal is, you know, at some point in time, not, this week or next week or next month or next year for that matter, but we're getting there. And of course, with the pandemic, it slowed down our consignments significantly, uh, but we certainly have rebounded. 
and our sales have been picking up as well too, you know. Um, and, and they're cyclical as well too. The whole thing is very, runs in, in cycles and it's hard to know from one day to the next what is going, what's going to be the next day, what's going to happen. You, you know, a lot of businesses are able to, pinpoint with almost exacting accuracy uh, how much business they're going to do every day. And they know it from historical yep. information. They know it from a lot of different things. Our business doesn't seem to hold to that. It is no rhyme or reason to someday we'll be busier than others and someday the phone will hardly ring. And and somewhere in between is where we usually are. But uh, but it's funny that, that it's very difficult to predict. And just because last, you know, in 2018 on Saturday, January the 12th, we, you know, sold three cars doesn't mean anything right. for this year coming up or last year or any of the years in between. So um, an interesting business. But, again, we are – Looking for a new car specialist, and this is a full-time job. Uh, we're also looking for somebody. This is a tough one to find the right person for a Stringo operator. Oh, so the Stringo is our vehicle moving. I guess if you ran a forklift, you could probably run a Stringo. Or if you're good shooting pool, because it's a lot to do with geometry, <laughs> trying to just cut that angle just right. Yeah. But anyway, the Stringo, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, automated, battery-powered, electric-operated uh, vehicle mover, and it pulls slides up under the front or rear tires, depending on the vehicle. And uh, it will put it in places that you couldn't hardly – you couldn't drive into those places. You certainly couldn't push a car into those places. And so we use that to move vehicles so we don't start vehicles in the building, so we don't completely choke everybody out. Because, unfortunately, these old cars have a tendency sometimes to smoke a little bit yeah. on startup, especially if they haven't started in a, you know, a month or that's however long. True. That's so, true. Um, or a couple of weeks, for that matter. Mm-hmm. The, the things settle. And, and yep. so – but anyway, the Stringo operator moves cars around, and that's an all-day job. You know, it's like if you go to a port and you see all those big containers being moved around, it looks like they're just willy-nilly moving around. That's here. That's what we do. Yeah. We just move cars around randomly all day long every day. every week. Every day. Every every day it changes. And and the reason we're moving cars around is because we're selling cars Mm -hmm. or people coming in to look at cars and we pull them up to put them on our lift, uh, which we're glad to do for our clients and and, uh, want everybody to be able to see the underneath of a car as well as the top side because just as important. We were having that conversation a little bit earlier about how important it is to, you know, to see underneath the car and what it'll tell you a lot about a car. Because a lot of people, I would venture to guess, have never seen the underside of their classic or especially late model cars. But I mean, I bet you, you might even own a car that you've never seen up underneath. I mean, you may have looked underneath of the. Yeah, you know. well, I'm a car guy, so yeah. I, get, I get under there and, and the, the floors that you can walk under. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, uh, there's, most people, do, most normal people. Normal people, not that we're abnormal. Never see the underside of their car. <laughs> exactly. I've seen the underside of most of my cars. I, I like it when the dealership says that, takes you to the garage and says, I want to show you something. That's always bad. <laughs> yeah. It's always a bad sign. Yeah. First of all, their, their insurance doesn't really like you to be in That's the garage. True. So if they're bringing you to the garage, it's something bad. Something bad. <laughs> it could be that that PC, PCV valve has got oil on it, you know, and if that's the case, boy, it needs to be changed. Well, they and know. Fixed. I think my Subaru dealer knows by now that I'm a car guy. Yeah, they're not going to try to put anything over on you. And they will take me back there to show. We have you, you, we've all been to the, you know, the fast uh, oil loop, oh, yeah. oil change place where they just, you know, oh, this has got to be, you know, you got to do go this. Anymore, but yes. <laughs> and not putting all those guys down because it's a it's a minority of them that do that but uh you know it's it's one of those things that I won't name any names but there's muffler shops <laughs> there's fast oil places yeah. and their their job is to 
to get as much money out of you. Yeah, they're, they're upselling you. That's that's and, and that's everywhere. You got to be careful. Though. Well, it's just like at a restaurant. You know, you want a piece of cake with that. You know, <laughs> right. they're upselling you at the end. They want you. You know, would you like uh, crab on top of that steak, sir? Right, right. Was it free? No, it's not. Of course, it's not free. It's, right. it's, it's how they make more money. And hey, power to them. And listen, if you're not smart enough to know <laughs> you're getting upsold, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but you know, listen, at the we end, we talked about cabin filters last week. That's, yeah. That's a good example. That's a great the, example. The dealership. I don't think I've ever changed my cabin filter. Right. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You, you'll be, you'll be fine. <laughs> but I don't smoke anymore either. So maybe if you smoked, that cabin filter might get a little bit more, uh, uh dirty. Yeah, or I you don't. drive through the fields of Morgantown. Yeah. <laughs> which you don't. <laughs> which I don't do. Or the Sahara Desert right. for that matter, right? But, uh, anyway, um, did, did you ask me where, where, we where were cars sold this, this week, week, this past week? Yep. Why? Thank you for asking. Steve. You're welcome. Redfield, South Dakota, Somerdale, New Jersey, Andover, Maine, San Pedro, California, Oceanside, New York, Windsor, Pennsylvania, Yardley, Pennsylvania, Bloomington, Indiana, Quakertown, Pennsylvania, Leesport, Pennsylvania, Ridgeway, Pennsylvania, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Houston, Georgia, Evansville, Wisconsin, Newbury Park, California. Hey, Newbury Park is Ventura County. I don't even know where no, that no, is. Ventura County. I do not know where that is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of trucks. And we sold that. 52 tractor out here. With yes. The, with the big V8 engine Flat, and the, flathead. and the dual, uh, uh, dual axle, dually <laughs> yeah. tractor, if you will. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a, it's well done. That's the second tractor we've sold for that same consigner. It's and, not one you're going to take anywhere. I mean, it's a show, it's a it's show Absolutely tractor. a show yeah. tractor. And, and that's okay. And that's, you know, what we, we, I like that there's all levels of, mm-hmm. of vehicles. There's vehicles that you can just make a daily driver and there's vehicles that you, Kind of in between that and a show vehicle. And then there's just absolute show vehicles. And listen, people, you know, say, Oh, you know, you should drive it. You should do this. You know, right. a lot of people just build it because they love the beauty of mm-hmm. it, you know, and it's certainly a beautiful tractor. There's no question it about is. it. And uh, when we return, uh, we'll talk about some of the new inventory that uh, we've gotten in at Classic Auto Mall and uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. You know, we had Brad Phillips from uh, RM Sotheby's last week, a great, great guest. And uh, we'll talk about some of the results at uh, their Miami sale, which we mm-hmm. were excuse me, talking about with him last week. And um, they're, you know, knocking the cover off the ball as as usual. Um, yep. Boy, some of the new inventory we got in. We got a Solstice. I think it's sold, actually. Oh, really? An 07 Pontiac Solstice GXP. GXP uh, model. Yeah. And it's 
the color is mean yellow over charcoal. So the interior is charcoal. Um, 43,000 original miles, which is kind of mid-level on the mileage. It's not low, low miles, but, you know, it's certainly been – That's the sweet spot for me. Yeah, I think uh, – me too. Low 40s. Yeah. I, all my cyclones and typhoons right. have always been low 40s because everything's worked out of it and, you know, all the kinks are worked yeah. out of it. You get these cars that are – for example, this is a 2007, so now it's 16 model years old. Mm-hmm. And it's got 500 miles on it. And that's cool and collectible and it's wonderful. And especially most people that buy those are just going to stick them in the corner anyway. But if you want to buy something to drive, you know, it's like a Ferrari. If you want to buy a Ferrari to drive, I'd be more comfortable buying one with, I know that there's levels of service that you have to do at certain miles. 15,000 mile thing is X amount of dollars or whatever. Right. But you also like to know that it's gotten some miles that's been utilized. It's not just sat in the corner of a mm. building for the past 12 years and never been driven, never been run, except to go to the dealership and spend more money on yeah, it. So, so I like the 20,000 range. That's my sweet spot. Okay. You know, I like them in the 20 to 25,000 range because that means I can put some miles on them mm-hmm. without making them go crazy over. Uh, I think my CL55 has 40. 3,000 miles on. Of course, it's a 2006, mm-hmm. uh, one year older than the Solstice that we have. But this Solstice, very clean, turbocharged, uh, four liter, four banger, and, uh, just, uh, they're neat cars. They really, really are. And that mean yellow is quite yellow. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, also got another Pontiac in a 65 GTO hardtop, Montero red over black, Concour quality restoration. Complete photo uh, book of the build. And that's so – if you're going to restore a car, document it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just with the receipts and, and uh, you know, the labor and all your time that you spend. It. Document it with photographs. Take a picture of everything, especially numbers that are hard to get to, and especially if it's all original and matching numbers because it's nice to be able to show somebody that. And there are certain numbers and, and stampings that are very difficult to get to if the motor is still in the car. Uh, but when you take the motor out to do a complete nut and bolt frame-off restoration, then, you know, certainly – Take pictures of all the process of any bad spots you found on the car. It's always nice to know what that car, how that car was before it became beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, was it all the original sheet metal and it was all in perfect condition or is, you know, did you have to replace a fender? Which is okay if you did, but it's just nice to know, um, uh, where you are on that. But this thing, um, you know, unbelievable. This 65 GTO. It's got a. It won 661 out of 700 points at the GTO uh, Nationals, and you know that's that's not easy to do. No, you know that's there's a lot of competition out there. A lot of competition and a lot of a lot of things that can go wrong when you restore a car, and a lot of things that can be marked off. You know, the turn signals don't work. If something minor doesn't work, it knocks points off when you get judged for these GTOs or uh, the the Bloomington Golds and all that with the Corvettes or even any of the Concord Elegances you, you go to. I mean, they want to make sure that everything works and that everything is correct or is correct or looks correct anyway. I'm, I'm sure you can't tell a one-off Packard if that was the exact correct mirror or not. You know, there may never even be a picture of that car anywhere. Right. And so it's a guessing game in in some respects, but uh, but you yeah, be- we had a great conversation with Tim Tim McNair. Mm-hmm. Come, well, seems like a year ago now. Yeah, it does. Uh, but that, that that show is available at americaswebradio.com if you're interested in oh, yes. hearing a, a Concord judge talk about what it's like to judge one of those. Things. Yeah, and it's also available on Spotify and Apple. Yes, what it is, is it? Apple Podcasts. What's it's it called? Google now? Play and and Apple. 
Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. So, and Ethan. <laughs> and Ethan knows all about anything <laughs> social media <laughs> stuff. So, um, we also got in a 57 Chevy. 3200 pickup mm-hmm. and this thing's got a 409 in it which obviously it wasn't born with right. uh, a muncie m20 uh transmission it's got heat and air oak line bed and then a drop front axle which gives it that you know that stance right that rake i don't know how many trucks we have in in inventory mm. but if you're a truck fan this <laughs> we got and you're a looking lot for a truck. This is a great place. We have everything from a modern Lightning, not not a modern Lightning, right? The second generation, yeah, right? not the electric one, uh, all the way to the '50s, and then on display we have stuff from the '20s, which is amazing. Oh yeah, work trucks from the 18, uh, the 1920s, 1930s. Just, I mean, this is not just a car place, right? It, it's trucks, trucks, it's later model cars as well too. I mean, if you type in pickup into our system, yeah. 65 wow. pickups. And then if you type in truck, there's another 10 or 11 in there. So we probably got 75 to 80 trucks in here, probably more than that, probably closer to 100. Yeah. And of all eras and even mm-hmm. uh you know 2000, early 2000s. Uh and uh <laughs> what you, you say nothing another car in the parking lot uh, as usual uh, you know uh but anyway um we we <laughs> that's funny that's odd looking car sorry that's uh, very odd looking um oh, but trucks are very very popular and especially this part of the world in the northeast mm-hmm. uh you know people are you know really proud of their pickup trucks and of course the problem is is if they were ever used as a work truck you know you always worry about the salt and the stuff on the roads around here if you you know used it to go plow or if you used it as a work truck in the winter time you always got to be careful of that and i watch these guys at the car wash and it's freezing cold outside you know it's 10 below and they're they've got that pressure washer up underneath the wheel wells and underneath the vehicle and they're just trying to get every little area up in there because people don't realize when you drive in inclement weather you're not worried about the weather falling down on top right. of the car it's the under stuff that you're mm-hmm. worried about the salt underneath or the mud and the dirt uh, that gets up underneath and sits on a, a rocker panel or something under there and before you know it guess what mr rust comes out. yeah i got so. a text from a good car buddy of mine this week uh, he said they put salt down game over <laughs> which means you can't just you can't drive you can't drive you're done you you can't drive anymore and uh, and that's the problem. It is can that, really ruin a, the underside of a car. Yeah, and 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 again, that's why it's so important to look at the underside. You know, if you go to our website and look at vehicles for sale, you will see many many photographs of the undercarriage of the car, and that's by design because we want people to see what it looks like under there. And 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 if you want to come in person and see it for your own eyes, it's good too. You know, just pictures don't always show everything. You have they to be, take some great pictures. Yeah, under, I mean, every yeah, angle you can yeah, think yeah, of yeah. underneath with a serious light. I mean, we've a, got a, a light, light that'll put a bl- you know blind you. Uh, it, yep. And uh, and but we we want to. But again, I understand that some people like to see it, you know, face to face in person, if you will. And uh, I understand that. And that's why we have another lift. In the back of our truck room, and that's more for just uh, inspections than mm-hmm. anything. Our lift that we use behind our main showroom is for the actual photographs, and that's keeping that monster fed of bringing these vehicles in and getting them out on the floor as quick as we can, and sometimes they're quicker than others. Right, and some some of these undersides are show-ready. They're perfect. Oh, yeah. They're clean. And, but most of them, and car guys have some tolerance when it comes to surface rust right. or oil dripping because well, these old cars, they're going to leak one way or another. Yeah, and there's always a little bit of oil. Usually, there's a little bit of oil. You'll see a little seepage or something here and there, and it's okay. It's not. It's Mm -hmm. not the end of the world. What you're looking for in your undercarriage is your. What you're looking for is rust through. 
rust through a floor pan, mm-hmm. uh, rust through on the frame, uh, major frame repair where there's a welding, big welding marks on there that wouldn't have been there from the factory. What you're looking for is serious damage, not, not light surface rust. Light surface rust, drive past a car hauler down the highway on brand new cars. <laughs> right. And there's surface rust. That's right. Uh, on the, maybe on the muffler, maybe on the exhaust, mm-hmm. maybe on the frame area. Yep. And that's okay. That's, that's. It just happens. Surface rust happens and surface rust doesn't always necessarily become invasive rust. Right. Um, it just is part of, you know, they're kind of designed to have that, mm-hmm. I think. And, uh, but, but, you know, be sure of what you're getting. And, and if you don't see underneath pictures of a car, if you're buying from, God forbid, somebody other than classic auto mall. God forbid. God forbid. Um, why would you do that? Why? Well, I don't know what you're thinking. Um, Make sure that you know what it looks like underneath. Make sure that you either get pictures or or put it up on the lift, and and just so you know what mm-hmm. you're dealing with. You know there are there are many 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 vehicles that that have surface rust that'll never create a problem, and then there's others that have invasive rust that could be a problem mm-hmm. down the road. And you certainly don't want to find out three or five years into ownership that uh, you've got a you know a rust problem. Yeah, and one of the more common places is, is exhaust and, right. and things yeah. like that. Because I think there's a condensation they rust well, from the inside. They rust from the inside, and that has to do, I think, a little bit with ethanol gas because there's water in ethanol gas or whatever. And, uh, and, and that's why when you start a car, supposedly, uh, you know, I don't know if this holds true with everything, but you're supposed to let it run for about 15 to 20 minutes because you want the exhaust system to get hot enough to evaporate the uh, the moisture in there, whether it be in the muffler or actually in the pipe. And uh, you want it to evaporate uh, from there by, you know, getting it hot enough. Yeah. And it's just good to run your engine for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes every time you start it. It's not, not good just to start it up for... 10 seconds and turn it right off. Right, especially if it's been sitting. Yeah, and especially because what you want to do is all the fluids, the oil get up into all the places mm-hmm. it's supposed to get up into and uh, and go from there. So, um, but yeah, if you if you're interested in a pickup truck, then you you need to come here. You're you're either either amazing ones on display, the 1911 Doris that we have, mm-hmm. the 1923 Weedman Camper that we have, which is an amazing uh, vehicle, the 1910 International High Wheeler, which has got the Surrey top and yep. just amazing trucks that are here. Got some uh, four by four, raised, uh, what do they call it? Lifted, raised. Lifted, lifted raised. four by fours that are really astounding. Oh my God. We've, four trucks uh, and lower trucks. There's one Dodge out here that it's, it's got to be as high as a Corvette. I mean, it's got airbags. Yeah. It's got yeah. the airbag system. And then we've got the, you know, the original uh, AM General Hummer pickup, uh, with, you know, no miles on it. It's basically brand new. It's a 2010 and it's the, it's the real Hummer. It's not the, mm-hmm. it's not the civilian drive around, you know, soccer mom uh, right. Hummer. This is the massive crawl anywhere, go up a straight wall without desert any tan. <laughs> desert tan, yeah. uh, with olive green interior. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's not appropriate, I don't know what is, no. but, uh, but anyway, so come see the trucks when you come here and if you, uh, and don't forget, if you want a job, we're, we're yeah. Here, yeah, we're we're looking for the Stringo operator and a car specialist and people outside and, of Morgantown. Absolutely, a marketing team, if you will. We're building, and we've had some great calls from people on that. Uh, guys that are in different parts of the world uh, that are you know interested in in working with us and helping us get consignments and spread the the gospel of Classic Auto Mall. And I think that uh, uh, that ought to 
turn out to be a good thing because what we realize is so many of our cars come from just within very close proximity to us here and we want to kind of fan that out a little bit and and get cars from different areas just because it makes for a nicer variety you know different parts of the world like different things Mm -hmm. and uh you know this is a big truck market up here as well too but you know there's a little bit of everything around southeast pennsylvania i mean you drive down the turnpike and (laughs) just yeah as you said this a business like this might not be supported in other parts of the country. You can't put this one of these in Kansas and expect to fill the place. Yeah, like the problem is, is you can sell cars anywhere in the world based on the Internet, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter where you are. Right. But getting consignments, it does matter where you are because it's got to be convenient for the guy to get the vehicle there, you know, close enough that it doesn't become too much of a burden on him. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that at the end of the day, you know, you, you take your car where it's comfortable and where it's going to get sold and where you're going to realize the most money. And I don't know that you'll find any place better than Classic right. Auto Mall. Shameless self-promotion. Well, it's, it's the work that you put into the marketing of the car that is astounding, and nobody you really can't duplicate that. It's, it's, it would be hard to do without spending a whole lot of money. So right. when we return, uh, we'll talk more about um, – oh, we want to talk a little bit about the RM auction. Let's talk about Classic Auto Mall. <laughs> we can talk about that too when we can return. We'll be back in a couple. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor it's a museum it's a showroom it's an experience the classic auto mall in morgantown pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare custom and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment from the earliest production cars to modern exotics classic auto mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Now it looks like it's going to snow. So. <laughs> All of a sudden. Everybody go home. Yep. <laughs> Go home. Now, now, they, now it's going to get crowded. Clear the shelves at the grocery store of all water, all right. bread, milk, everything, and go home and then get on social media and say how bad it is and there's one <laughs> drop of snow. People are funny around here. You know, I think you people would be used to snow around here. You would think. You would think. You would think. See, in Tennessee, I get it, you know. Well, if it leads, it, what does they say? If it bleeds, it leads. So yeah. <laughs> they make a big deal out of any kind of weather event. Oh, true. You know, people just love to talk about the weather. They do. You know? and, and it, it's funny. I mean, we're all guilty of it, you know. What's, what do you, hey, what's going on? Well, it's snowing here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now the sun's out again. Now, <laughs> just some cumulus clouds out there today here in Morgantown. Pennsylvania, which is a 45 minutes west of Philadelphia on the turnpike. So well, you better be hauling butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We made it in, uh, from Maniunk, 45 minutes from Maniunk today. So. All you state troopers be on the lookout <laughs> for a nah, 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 different nah, car every nah, week, yeah. so you can't be on the lookout. <laughs> That's right. You can't be on the lookout for it. So um, Look for a Corvette GS with six-speed. 
Yeah. Silver. Silver. Yeah, that's a pretty nice car. New or the, or the Z06, the red Z06 over there. That's a pretty nice car as well, too. It's, it looks like a race car. It, I mean, it really it's got does. everything connected to, you know, attached to it. Scoops and functions and everything that mm-hmm. you got. It's like an so, IMSA car. Yeah, it really does. It's amazing what cars look like these days compared to even just a few years ago. I mean, they're just really so radical, some of them. And then you get into some of the supercars and I don't even know supercars, not even the right word anymore. Hypercars. Hypercar, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the, the 918. Pagani, Pagani. Yeah, the Pagani, the 918 Porsche. That's right. Those not even cars to me. It's, like, yeah, it's almost like uh, rolling art. In mm-hmm. a way. And a thrill ride. Yeah, I guess. I've never had the opportunity. <laughs> I want to get in a Pagani. So, Wyra, so bad. Those of you who have a Pagani or a 918 Spider Porsche, please bring them here immediately. Let us go for a ride or drive awesome. them. Mm-hmm. I got to drive one of the newer Ford GTs. You did? Yeah. A uh, couple, maybe a couple of years wow. ago. Yeah. It was a 2019, I think mm-hmm. it was, my buddy got. And man, oh man, oh man. And it's a V6. Yeah. yeah. But it is not a V6. <laughs> I mean, I know. well, it's like I remember back in the IMSA days when the, uh, the Mustangs had four cylinders right. with 900 horsepower. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, yeah. it's not really, when you say four cylinder and you say 900 horsepower four cylinder, you're talking about two different animals. You're right. not talking about not uh, your escort. It's not your Ford Escort. <laughs> or your Chevette. Right. But uh, anyway, so the movie we're going to talk about this week. Yes. It's a very, very – yeah. I think it won an Oscar for Best Dust on a Road called Eat My Dust. Okay. Ron Howard starred in it and uh, directed by that guy Corman who was the, the – Directed all those B movies back in the days. Of oh yeah, Ro- is it Roger, Roger Corman? Roger Corman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, star- starring Ron Howard. Now, for those of you who don't know Ron Howard, he's a redheaded kid, Opie on Andy Griffith Show, and also Richie on Happy Days. Classic. Yeah, very classic. And apparently, he did this movie in '76 mm-hmm. um, because, um, or or Roger Corman agreed to shoot the movie and be the director if if he would do Grand Theft Auto if uh, um, Ron Howard would agree to be in Grand Theft Auto Roger Corman's car movie that was later on uh, the next year I think mm-hmm. in 77 so two car movies that he went in of course he went on to you know do great things and be a great director and and uh, Ron Howard Opie I was just Andy Griffith was on the other day <laughs> it, I love that it's show. hard not I, to watch it sometimes let me tell you something Don Knotts yeah I, I said this the other day, literally yeah. last week, that uh, he, that is the best character ever created on television. Period. Period. Uh, although Ernest T. Bass was pretty good. He too. was good, but he, <laughs> he wasn't on very often. But uh, he's no Barney Fife. He has no Barney Fife. I mean, and, you know, the way that that show was written was just absolutely brilliant, and and for it to hold true so long and and mm-hmm. to you know be still be relevant that it's still on tv today because there's a lot of shows from that era that aren't on tv today right. that, didn't, that didn't hold up very well but you look at any of these these well-done sitcoms whether it be you know the andy griffith show or seinfeld or two and a half men or um everybody loves raymond or you know these shows that were just you know they they'll probably continue forever I mean, it'll probably be 50 yeah. years from now. They'll still be if we still have TV as we Andy know Griffith it. And is timeless. And I've been watching, um, I've told you, I've been watching the Rockford Files. And right. Angel, Angel just passed away. Just this passed away. Week. I saw yeah, that. Marvel. Yeah. I was like, wow, how ironic. I haven't thought about the Rockford Files in a gazillion well, years. for a couple of weeks. Since yeah. well, no, but I mean, and then you bring it up right. a couple of weeks ago and then and the dies. guy dies. Yeah. And James Garner was a pretty accomplished race car driver back yeah. in the day and of course made the movie Le Mans. Right. And, uh, and was, you know. Is that on your list to talk about? I, not today. Okay. 
they? Didn't we already talk about that? I don't we remember. I don't remember if that. That one's, I, I'd still like to see the full thing. I don't, I mean, or, uh, maybe I saw it when yeah. I was a kid or something. It's, it's, there are some great moments with the cars, but there are some dialogue moments <laughs> that are like, cringe, cringe. Yeah. It's like, come on. You know, it's funny how much time they would spend on things back in the sixties and seventies in a movie that they don't spend two seconds on mm. today, whether it's a certain it's scene or certain thing. But I can tell you the thing I like about movies that were made in the sixties and the seventies and the eighties is that like if somebody's going to throw up on, st- on the yeah. movie, they don't show them actually stuff coming out of their mouth. Right. They they just insinuate it, and you're smart enough as an audience to know that you don't have to see it to know what what's happening. Right. You right, know, right. Uh, there are certain things that just don't need to be shown. Yeah. You can just insinuate them, and if you're a good director, then you ought to be. Yeah. And all you directors out there, you take my my warning on this. You don't have you don't have to be gratuitous. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to see everything. Leave a little bit to the imagination, for goodness sake. Well, so. that's a lost that's a lost craft. Yeah. Well, you think so? They wouldn't. I dream a genie couldn't show her belly button. That's true. <laughs> You could imagine it. Yeah. You could imagine she had a belly button, you would think. It was an in or an Audi. I don't know. How are we even on this? Please, God, get me away. What? What are you saying, Ethan? Leave things to the imagination, he, Ethan. Yeah. yeah. He saw a film last last night that did not leave anything. Just, <laughs> and he had a hard time sleeping. Oh. You know that film? Bones and all. It's apparently very graphic. Oh, well, beyond. I, I won't be watching. I won't. I won't be watching that. And not a car movie. Anyway, back yeah, to yeah, back, back to, to car movies. Eat my dust. Eat my dust. Released in 1976. Budget was they spent 300,000 making it, which I don't even. You couldn't make anything for 300,000 no, now. That's a student film now. Yeah, and the box office did five million dollars, which you know sounds pretty darn good. It's only an hour and a half long too, which is not very long for a movie. But that's what they were back. Then. I know ninety right now minutes, like two and a half hours. I know you're like it's looking at your day. watch. You know, yeah, like, exactly. oh god, you know. But yeah, an hour and a half long, and uh, you know they. I mean, it's like everything. They they they. It was probably the right length. It was like songs yeah, right. being th- songs were three minutes. Yeah. And if you had, you know, in a Gata De Vida or <laughs> or Freebird by Leonard Skinner that was eight or ten or eleven minutes long, it was too long. That won't be a hit. Right. Right. And then they proved them wrong that they were hits. Some of those songs. So Bohemian know. Rhapsody. Oh my God. Thunder I'll, Road. Yeah. How long is Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, it's long. Yeah. Six five six minutes. Yeah. Exactly. So what do they know? So anyway, eat my dust. Uh, the son of a small town sheriff, um, uh, Opie. <laughs> yeah, funny. Is, uh, Ron Howard. I call him Opie because you just have to. It's funny that he wasn't stereotyped as Opie for the rest of his life. <laughs> Although I guess he still is. He is. Um, he's, but he's, he's got a young, he still has, I mean, what is he, 80? And he's got a, still has a young face. Yeah, he's got that young, young face. But they had, the star car was Mabel, a bright orange 68 Camaro in full race trim. Mm. And then they had uh, a 68 Ford Fairlane stock car, a 66 Galaxy 500, a 64 Dodge 330, and a 66 Buick LeSabre in the movie. So it's really probably hard to watch. Uh, but I'm sure there's, you know, from the gratuitous car scenes, it'll be, it will be fun. And, the and good it's only chasing. an hour and a half. It's only an hour and a half. So it's like, not like it's, yeah, it's not like you're giving up your whole day. Right. <laughs> it's not like going out and playing golf or whatever. So anyway, um, you know, talking about how many, how many cars we have here. Meekum's got Kissimmee coming up in just a couple of weeks. 4,000 cars they're offering. Wow. It's almost too many. That's amazing. It's just almost too many. You know, that's a long week. That's, I think it's 12 days. I think it runs, uh, 12 days and, uh, it's like 400 cars a day, you know, 300 and something cars a day. 
And the problem is, is that when you go to an event of that scope and size and that many cars, it's easy to make a mistake. It's easy to think that you're bidding on the car that you thought you looked at, but it's mm. one that looks just like wow. the one you looked at. And the one you were looking at had 5,000 miles, and this one had 50,000 miles. So my advice to all of you is be careful. Make sure you know what you're bidding on. I've made that mistake before, and I hate to admit it because, you know, I was looking at a 79 Trans Am, mm-hmm. 400, four-speed car, uh, that Neptune blue with uh, that kind of cloth camel interior. Yep. And I'm raising my hand on a car, and luckily I've noticed that it didn't say TA 6.6. It said 6.6 liter. Same car, Mm -hmm. but it had the 403 in it and an automatic. Right. And I was raising my hand because I was just not paying attention. Oh. You know, I was just like, oh, there's that car I was looking right, at. Right, right. Oh, I want to buy it. Well, that seems cheap. You're saying there were two Neptune Blue Trans yeah. Ams? In the- oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So they do have lot numbers and they, they do. places have a catalog, I think. They do. It it's my fault. No, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not blaming the auction company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming moi. Right. Uh, because I just turned around and there it was. And then, of course, the most famous words at any auction, which should never be used, is, boy, that seems too cheap. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that uh-huh. it's too cheap. There's, you know, somebody else has looked at it closer than you have if you haven't right. looked at it closely. So, so how is the Trans Am? Did you win it? <laughs> the drive? Okay, 403 is a dog, but yeah, but, I thought it was fast. That's but, what I had. But no, I actually realized when it said 6.6 liter nice. that yeah, I you, stopped. You pulled back. I pulled back and I went, uh-oh, wait a minute, that's not the same car. Right. You know, but it would have very easily have been, uh, you know, if I wasn't really paying attention or if I was at a different angle and didn't see the hood scoop from where I was bidding from, like standing wow. towards the back of the car, I would have thought it was the same car. And they were they were close in in lot number as well uh-huh. too. They were I knew that it was sometime going to be coming up relatively short. So I'd come in from outside, mm-hmm. and I'd been walking around looking at cars out there. And so that's know, a good color combination. Too. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I love that that mm-hmm. color combination. That uh, you know, it's funny how popular that '79 Trans Am has become. Don't, don't please. <laughs> Do we have to talk about this every week. And yeah, the we, fact that I sold one for sixteen hundred dollars <laughs> with sixty six thousand original miles on it. Yeah. Oh well. It's a it's a real. It's painful, and I can't find the car because it's pre eighty one. So there's yeah, no, obviously there's no Carfax. No Carfax on anything seventeen, yeah. and it can be eighty or eighty one when Carfax came into play. Right. It's, it's the the modifier is the seventeen digit mm-hmm. VIN, and a lot of cars before nineteen eighty one didn't even have a VIN number. They just had a serial number. Yeah, I mean that doesn't really. That's just splitting hairs. I think. I mean. A serial number, VIN number, whatever. It's yeah. a number on the car that identifies the car. But the difference between a VIN number and a serial number is the serial number is created by the manufacturer. VIN number was created by the federal government. Oh. That says that it has to have all these things in it. Number, you know, it has to be a one is the first digit because that's the United States and two has to be Pontiac and three has to be whatever. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. And so, um, so it was important because now no cars in theory can have duplicate VIN numbers. Although I gotta imagine. Right. We're running out. <laughs> I can't imagine. Maybe not. No. 17 digits. How many combinations? A billion. A gazillion. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so you, but you think it's, it's like area codes. They never thought we were going to run out of area codes mm-hmm. and now. So they'll make it 18 digits at some point. And then you have <laughs> really? another billion to go. Yeah. Then well, yeah, right. exactly. Anyway. Just adding one digit. Well, so what was the old area code in Los Angeles? 302? Uh, 213. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now it's 310. There's a gazillion. There's, yeah, there's a, a gazillion of them. Yeah. 626. Yeah. Yeah. So it used to be you knew by somebody's area code where they, what part it's of the true. world? 212 is New York, I think. 213 was LA. Uh, you know. 818 is the valley. Yeah. Now the valley. 805 was, uh, Ventura County. Fascinating stuff we're talking I, about yeah, here. Yeah. There's a, yeah, I, I'm, I have good memory for uh, area code <laughs> area for some code. reason. It's weird. Oh, that's funny. So have you heard the latest supply chain issue? 
It is title paper. Huh. They, what? They use a specific type of paper. Really? A lot of states, not all states, use a specific type of paper for titles. I'm sure it's non-forgeable and... Wow, it's like linen, like a dollar I, bill kind of thing? If you say so. Uh, <laughs> but they're having a supply chain issue with that. And they're talking about maybe doing away with paper titles oh. altogether, which oh would be God. really interesting. It's the one thing that I think that we should federalize, and that should be nationwide titles all the oh. same in each state. Because the problem is, is that when they started making titles for the different states each state you didn't sell a car from out of state you sold a car to the guy you know the dealer sold to somebody in his county Mm -hmm. nobody sold a car across state lines so it wasn't an issue you dealt with your own state and your own titles and your own Hmm. and nowadays it's very rare to let you sell a car in your own state so when we return uh we'll try to get to the rm auction results and talk a little bit about that on the classic automall podcast from morgantown pennsylvania It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Automobile Podcast, talking about all things supply chain and NFTs and stuff. That paper I titles. Paper titles. Might be a thing of the past. Could be a thing of the past. You can't get the paper. Magazines are on their way out, so oh, why not? Yeah. Paper in general is just uh, becoming obsolete. Yeah. I mean, not many people read magazines. Well, but of course, they've been predicting the demise of the newspaper for many, many years, and it's still around. People still like that tactile feeling of true. grabbing the paper and stuffing it under your arm mm-hmm. and as you go to... And can I just say how much I enjoy Haggerty's magazine? Oh, it's an amazing magazine. Really good. Really yeah. good. There's some good ones out there. Uh, the guys from Audrain uh, do a, a magazine. I cannot think of the name and of it. And it's Sports Car Market. Sports Car Market is one of my favorites. Good Keith one. Martin, the uh, publisher, is going to be on the show. Oh, great. Yeah, he's uh, agreed. We're going to try to set up a time in January for him to be on the show. He's cool. a great guy and very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a great magazine. If you've never read Sports Car Market magazine, get a copy of it at the newsstand. Then you'll subscribe because it has auction results and it has what the auction company tells you about the car. And then it also has their take on, on what the car is or isn't and what value it should mm-hmm. be or shouldn't and what condition it is or isn't um so it's it's really fascinating and um and there's got a lot of good stuff a lot of legal stuff in there that tells you that helps you and a lot to do with just the the hobby in general and it's an amazing magazine that's been around now for probably close to 30 years and a lot of people still don't know about it mm-hmm. you know I it's mean, true it's it's kind of like an industry thing it's almost an insider supercar guy thing yeah vintage motorsports another one i don't subscribe to it but i'll you can order copies that you 
you want if there's a feature in it that you want sure order, but you can subscribe to it to a vintage motorsport magazine well, of course Another you could one. go like we used to in the old days and just go to the bookstore and read them all there <laughs> <laughs> right stand at the thing or a long's drugstore where i grew up oh, in wow. tennessee you could actually grab magazines off the rack go to your table order food read the magazine eat the food and then put the magazine back <laughs> not have to pay for it so and i'm sure the magazine company really loved that i like that concept of maybe open a cafe and uh, Put books and yeah, magazines yeah. back in. Yeah, there you go. Fading art. Yeah, so there you go. So we have a new business model. Like yep. we need something else to do. <laughs> that and your little horsey ride thing. That you yeah, the horsey ride. <laughs> also a car memorabilia. At a gift shop. gift shop. Yeah, we could do all those things. So read something on one of the mainstream media outlets the other day about – this is interesting because my buddy who's an aerospace engineer – Bill down in uh, uh, Atlanta area. He used to work for Lockheed and McDonnell Douglas prior to that. McLaren's teaming up with Lockheed Skunk Works, and they're going to start collaborating on carbon fiber things and hmm. design technology and, you know, something I'm sure electric has fits in there somewhere. You know, Lockheed is the one who built the F-117 Nighthawk and the SR-71 Blackbird, which is a Pretty daggum cool plane, if you ask me. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I will say that did they build the um, stealth bomber? I don't know. That flew over uh, the Eagles game a couple weeks ago, right. and I was in uh, Bucks County, and it flew back. There, and I, I, I was astounded by that. I'm not an airplane guy. Right, right. That thing was amazing because it was pretty low, and they're loud. They're very loud, yeah, it, except they're stealth-like. So. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, you're not very stealthy, because that thing roared. I mean, that's like having no mufflers on your yeah. Trans Am, and you're going to pick up a girl sneaking her out at 2 o'clock in the morning. You want to be more stealthy than that. Yeah, but, Maybe it's just loud when it's going slow. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it must have yeah, a way to shut that sound off. I'm sure they do. Noise-canceling headphones. It is impressive. It's like did, a giant bat. How do noise-canceling headphones work? How do they cancel the noise? Uh, we don't want any more noise, so we're canceling it. It's, a, it's an oxymoron. It's like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> Semi-boneless chicken? Yeah. <laughs> Those poor chickens are just kind of <laughs> flopping around out there. They've only got semi-bones. So, But anyway, yeah, McLaren teaming up with Lockheed Martin and my buddy, uh, Bill, the aerospace engineer, the smart one of our group, uh, said, yeah, he's been thinking about that for years. He didn't know why they hadn't teamed up with one of these skunk work you know skunk work is like the 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 department in a uh you know a, a plane company or or a uh, automotive manufacturer that's creating outside the box stuff you know high horsepower things things that technology that's never been tried and true and they're just playing around and having fun sounds like a good gig in, in like any that. industry especially you, if you have carp launch yeah and if you oh big word today and you're pushing the envelope of you know speed and yeah, time and weight and all that good stuff. So uh, good luck to McLaren with all that, and uh, hopefully they'll uh, come out with something even crazier looking than they already have. I don't know. That McLaren Speedtail is really a cool-looking car. Yeah, where did I see that? Oh, Greenwich. We saw it in Greenwich. Yeah, yeah. what an amazing car. So we were talking uh, with RM and Brad Phillips last mm-hmm. week about – couple of things that I was really interested in at their sale in Miami. <laughs> One being the V12 Ferrari engine table. Table. With a glass top on it. $246,000. Wow. How about the Enzo engine? $450,000 for an engine. Yeah, well, I mean. I know. I'm not, I'm not saying that incredulously, of, yeah, I if I can, uh, if that's a word. Well, well said. Well put. <laughs> I, it's, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's that's the expensive part of the car, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The engine for the rest of it's nothing. Yeah. So, 
We were talking about 928 Porsches versus 911 Porsches last week. And I have a whole thing on 928 Porsches that I'm not even going to get to today because oh, we're running out of time. Darn. But the 928 GTS, which was the last iteration of the 928, 93, 94, and 95. Uh, and the GTS, the highest horsepower one. Um, I, this one is black, black, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a great color combination for these. And this one, um, had, I can't remember how many miles this was, 14,000 miles on it. And, one of 26 U.S. market examples with the five-speed manual transmission. Wow. Uh, $263,200. The most we'd ever seen one go for, I think Bring a Trailer had one for well north of 100 not too long ago. But normally they trade in the, depending on the miles, between 90 and 120. Uh, but this thing. And I think Brad said we were, I think it was estimated 150 to 2 or 100. And he to thought one. that was light or. I don't remember, but I, I just remember, then I saw the, the, the final price and it, sure. was, it was well above that. How about the 560 SEC AMG Mercedes? Yeah. Now, I love that? this body style. You so don't? It's the pre You said that as if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is, is Miami Vice oh, looking. Do. This is very Miami <laughs> it Vice is, looking. It's yeah. the black wheels, yeah. the blacked out very everything. Cool. And it's a wide body six liter AMG, which was very desirable. Mm-hmm. $1987, $720,000. Yeah, that's strong. That is strong. That money. is huge money. Mm-hmm. And are an 82 500 SL Mercedes, you know, the SL Roadster, yeah. an AMG 5-liter one, $291,000. I mean, the the Lamborghini LM002? Yeah, that went for $368,000. 368. That's got to be a record. I mean, most of these have got to be record, world record prices. Uh, and, you know, we keep wondering where the where the end is. How about a 1989 Ferrari 328 GTS? Used to be a car... Thirty, forty thousand, maybe fifty thousand, mm-hmm. if it was the finest example right. you could find. Two hundred thirty-five thousand. Wow! And the R, the Porsche R, went oh, for a lot of money. Yeah, or the Lamborghini Countach, one of the later models of that, five hundred fifty-five thousand. Um, what was the, the other? Oh, the nine five nine. Yeah. Uh, Two point nine million. <laughs> the Ferrari F fifty, nineteen ninety-five Ferrari F fifty. Five point three million. Unbelievable! Yeah. Strong money. They got. They did well. They really did well. And you know, Miami's a good car market. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's it's certainly one of those markets that you'll see just a little bit of everything running down the road. I mean, that's that's the cool thing I love about South Florida and Southern California is that the the variety of vehicles that you see being used as a daily driver. Yeah. You know, not just a one off. You know, see a guy cruising down the highway. How about this? You know, the last of the air-cooled Porsches, 97, 98, were the last uh, two years of the air-cooled Porsches. 97 Porsche 911 Turbo S, $643,000. I guess I'm out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm out. That's off my list. What about the Z8? Did, uh, the Z8, 220. See, they're out of, they're getting out. Out of, I'm out. Hmm. And the Turbo S 94 Porsche, $912,000. So, you know. It's, yeah, there's a beautiful uh, 996. Yeah. A blue uh, just standard. Uh, that was. I forget how much it went for, but that was a beautiful car. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that uh, the prices of some of these cars. And and if you're gonna, they say with any of these cars, you know, I just wrote an article about mm-hmm. why you shouldn't buy a car as an investment. If you're if you're just a collector, if you're just a guy, don't buy it to flip it and make money. Buy it, and enjoy it. You know, buy it because you love it. And and if it if it turns out to make money for you, fantastic. I'm sorry, it's a '96. 911. So what's that? A 993 sold for 313. It's, uh, it's this dark blue one. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful car. car. Yeah. You know, 
but buy yeah. cars because you love them. So yeah. my latest article that I wrote for the AACA Speedster addresses just that. You know, don't buy a car. It changes your whole dynamic when you buy a car with the intent of making profit. Oh, I better not drive it because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, something will go wrong. Or <laughs> what if the transmission goes out? Did I factor that in? And it's not free to own these cars. You right. know? Even if you go pay cash for them, it, it's not free to keep the car. You still got to insure it. You still got to store it. You still got to do all the things that you got to do. So um, buy it because you love it. Mm-hmm. And if you make money on it, then go buy another one. That's the law. That's the rule. You have to go buy another one if you make money on the one that you sold. But don't buy it to make money Mm -hmm. because it will take the enjoyment out of it. And if you take the enjoyment out of it, then it just becomes another commodity, and it's not a hobby. Mm -hmm. It just becomes a business. Yeah, like like he was saying, the fine art collectors sometimes see something and they, oh, put that in the garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for ultra-wealthy people, it it is almost like a – it's like having gold in the it really thing. it's like a you know Krugerrands. yeah Krugerrands. <laughs> my aunt is not a cougar it's not a cougar it's a Kruger. <laughs> <laughs> which uh yeah those probably were a good investment if you'd have bought them back in the mid 90s or early 90s right. or or whenever that era, era was but um you know buy it because you love it and if it makes you some money at the, on on the back end then fantastic but if you don't love it and enjoy it and you just buy it to turn a profit then do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Have you know 336,000 square feet, and <laughs> 900 cars for sale. No, my point being is that don't take the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what happens. Right. I mean, did you buy your cyclone and your typhoon to to make a profit? We did not. N- none of the guys in in the right. national sort of group did. We we bought them, and we were glutton for punishment because they all were like finicky, and they mm-hmm. all have it. They have they come with issues, right? And so it's you know it's a General Motors. You know, they they rushed to put them together. And, and in that were, era. And parts bin and yeah. all that stuff. And so, no, we we bought them, and they were cheap. One just was for sale. Uh, we saw what came up yesterday, 145,000 miles on it, and the guy wants $20,000, right. $22,000. And I made a comment. Back in the day, that was a $7,500 truck. Right, right. So, no matter how fast it was and cool it right. was and, and all that. Or rare. You know. Or rare. I mean, and, and rare and desirable, yeah. which is the two things that mm-hmm. have to go hand in hand. Rare in of itself does not make something valuable, nor does it mean that anybody cares. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when it's rare and desirable, now you got something. Yeah. Now yeah. you're talking. So, and a lot of people didn't know that the typhoon and the cyclone, 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 yeah. uh, even existed. Right. There's a lot of people it's that true. are unfamiliar with those cars. We should do a whole segment on the cyclone we and can. typhoon. Yeah. Oh, I bet well, you could talk a little bit about that. I can, that. and I got guys who are in the business and, uh, can do it. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll look into that for our, our next show. So we're going to be gone for the next two weeks. Um, we've got Christmas coming up, and the New Year's, New and they're Year's both Year's on Year's Sunday. Happy, happy this, New Year, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah, Happy whatever you need to be happy about. <laughs> Just be happy to exist. Just be happy to be uh, existing on that's this planet right. these days. And uh, when we return in three weeks... <laughs> We will have, uh, who knows? We might have a guest on even. All right. You cool. never know. I might have conjured somebody up between In the meantime, podcast at classicautomall.com. Be sure to check out all of the social media. We're having a yes. good time on there, and you'll see lots of the cars that we talk about on social media. And if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, go on to our website, and classicautomall.com, and sign up for our newsletter. We send it once a month. We don't drive you crazy. and uh, we I have actually some... look forward to it because it's once a month. It's you know once a I mean? month. Yeah, yeah you I think, oh. got it this week, and I was like, oh, yeah. cool. And I send it on the 15th. Every I try, maybe the 14th or the 16th. Right, if any... that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I backed <laughs> up. You can hear me retracting as we speak. Back that up. And uh, we'll get it to you somewhere around the middle of the month. How's that? 
that. And, uh, but it's fun. We have fun with it. We got a funny picture we usually put in it. We have a little funny quote that we usually put in there. We put some new inventory. We talk about some things going on, tell you about who's coming up on the podcast, that kind of thing. So, uh, we'll see you in three weeks and, uh, in the new year in 2023. See you then. We appreciate you listening to our show, and don't forget to come visit us in person next time you're in southeastern Pennsylvania. Admission is free, and our hours are on our website, ClassicAutoMall.com. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at ClassicAutoMall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at ClassicAutoMall.com. Classic Auto Mall podcast is produced by CarSmarts Media with music by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.